Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! MVP time! Windy City Assassin does it again! Bulls are in trouble. There's no other way to put it. You know, Harold Hill and the Music Man said trouble with a capital T. That's what the Bulls are in right now because we declared that Magic game a must win and they lost at the buzzer after two free throws were missed. So we got a lot that we can talk about here on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench mob member and Tennessee ball, CJ Watson. CJ, worst case scenario the other night, I think, right? Uh, yeah, that's that's the one we weren't looking for from the Bulls, but you know, you know, uh, that's what happens in the NBA. You know, you move on. You know, we declared it a must-win game. I didn't think we'd say that in the middle of November, and I mean, they were down what nineteen. They got back. They took the lead, but just make your free throws. All you got to do is make your yeah. free throws. I wish I had my notebook. I, I tweet out a notebook that says "free throws are free," and I can't. I I haven't been able to find it, but I have a picture on my phone of it, and I I should have brought it with today because those two free throws were huge. Yeah, those are big. It's little things like that can win you games, uh, especially close games like that. You know, you got to make up for it. And they just didn't, uh, they end up on the wrong end of the stick that night. And there's a lot more to this than just a loss that we're going to get to. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I have to tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Basketball's back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. College hoops is back. We won't talk about how bad my Ramblers are struggling right now. You've also got the World Cup, which is going on as we're recording this. The United States taking on Wales as we're recording here on Monday afternoon. What are you waiting for? Head to betonline.ag to join. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. It's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% welcome bonus only at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Don't forget, we have an official t-shirt of the show as well. Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, available exclusively at the Believe Shop, shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great stuff there, but Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, the official shirt of the show. You can support the show that way, in addition to listening on Apple, Spotify, or watching on YouTube. All right, I'm going to quit beating around the bush here because we've got to talk about hmm. this game. Magic 108, Bulls 107, Jalen Suggs does Jalen Suggs things, hit the three-pointer in the final seconds. Nikola Vucevic could have sealed the game with two missed free throws. He missed them both. A must-win game went poorly. Trouble with a capital T, I say again. I am very worried. I know Bulls Twitter is in overdrive. Something's got to change. CJ, I want to get you a little more level-headed than I am about this right now. (laughs) I want to get your read on what happened the other night at home, no less. The Magic were winless on the road. Yeah, I think it's a lack of energy. Um, they came out, you know, lack of injury, energy. Um, and you can't get down by 19 at home, especially to a team like the Magic. Um, uh, you got to close on your uh, on your free throws. Uh, Vuce has to make those, but you know, 
Um, I think it's not uh it's not the end of the world now. You know, you, you lost you lost the game. So what? Let's move on. Let's learn from our mistakes and try to like you know patch it up and just try to get a win. Lost six of seven now. The Bulls have those free throws, man. It's my big thing. Free throws are free. Just I right. wanted to just make one. You were up two. You could have sealed the game if you made them both, but just make one. And yep. you make one, then that three-pointer ties it. You go to overtime. I think this team wins in overtime. And I think that's a stretch to say. It's the old, the cream rises at the top thing. The Magic were shorthanded. You had their bags against the walls because they were crumbling. That was a young team that was crumbling. The Bulls were rising to the occasion when they needed to, making the big plays. They started to look like they were going to win the game. And then Jalen Suggs just looked like Gonzaga Jalen Suggs with the buzzer beater. Well, not buzzer beater, but in the last seconds. Yeah, he played great. You know, I really like his game and the way he's coming on. Um, but uh, like you said, like we said before the game even uh, played on Friday, um, this team has a lot of energy. They come in with a lot of energy. They're, they're, they don't play scared. They play play hard. Um, and that's that's scary for the Bulls, especially losing um, the last four or five games. You know, we got to come in with, the, with high energy, high efficiency, and that's what we didn't do. You know, I teased on the last show that we were going to talk about changes if the game was close or they lost. Well, they lost. We're going to talk about changes after we talk about the elephant in the room. Zach <laughs> Levine went one for 14 from the field. That's not a typo. I'm not reading that wrong. One for 14 from the field. Then Billy Donovan pulls him for the last four minutes of the game. Iota Sumu came in to replace him. I don't know what to make of that because that's your $215 million max player sitting on the bench. And Iota Sumu comes in, second-year player, you know, second-round pick. I know he plays like a first-round pick, but the reality was he's a second-round pick. He comes in to replace him. And after the game, Zach aired his grievances. I mean, before we get to what Zach said, what did you think of the decision to pull Zach Levine against Orlando? I mean, I think it's a great decision. Um, you got to uh, respect the coach's decision. Um, I mean, you were one for 14. If you were making some shots and you would have stayed in the game <laughs> is my is my point. And maybe we would have won the game. But uh, I think it's a great coaching decision. Uh, coach is maybe doing it for, for morale reasons, uh, just showing that no one is bigger than the team. That's a great message to send. Uh, whoever, no matter who you are, no matter how much money you make or, or potentially going to make, uh, you can get pulled from the game also. So if you're not producing, you need to come sit next to me and watch someone else do it. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. I think the optics of it, you know, the $214 million contract, you pull him for the last four minutes. But Billy Donovan even said after the game, he's not thinking about that. He wants to win the damn game. Right. And if I mean, we can get into him wanting to win the damn game about Javante Green not playing in the first half. But mm -hmm. I got more I want to get to on Zach because after the game, Zach Levine told reporters, and I quote, you play a guy like me down the stretch. That's what I do. That was part of a longer answer. I wish I could, you know, bring up the sound and the cliff and play it on here. But that that's one part of a longer answer. You know, he mm -hmm. said he respected the decision. He disagreed with it. And, but that was the money quote was you play a guy like me down the stretch. That's what I do. But like you said, he was one for 14 in the middle of the game. So what do you make of him saying that after the game? I mean, I, like I said, I don't like it. I don't think it's good for team morale. Um, I think I love the competitor and I wanting to still be out there when you're still one for 14. And maybe you can hit that big shot uh, to win your team the game. But at the end of the day, I got to ride with the coach. Um, uh, he's, he wasn't playing well so far in the interviews down. Let's try to put someone else in there who can maybe bring some more energy and make another shot. Or, you know, like I said, just, uh, you just got to respect the coach's decision. I think uh, Zach airing his grievances out to the media is is uh, not good for a team. And uh, like I said, just sends the, the wrong messages. You want to keep all that stuff in-house and just keep in the locker room and stuff like that between him and the coach or the players. And this is the nature of the post-game interview, too. I mean, you're fresh off the yeah. loss. I mean, you, you, you've you been there. I <laughs> I would guess there are games that you didn't want to talk to the reporters after the game, right? I mean, I yeah, guess. Yeah, for sure, happens. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 
I mean, we're, we're not mean. We're not going to come at, we don't want to come after you, but you know, there are games where you're not happy. You don't want to talk to reporters. Well, this was, this would have been one of those games because not yeah. only did Zach not play down the stretch when he wanted to help his team, but they lost with four seconds to go. So I can, I can kind of see that, but like you said, it's, that's one of those things too. Don't, don't not in public. I mean, yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't give the media anything else to write upon. You know, you're already writing about your bad losses, the bad, the way that you guys are playing so far, just let it keep it there. You know, that's not bringing, you know, my, my remarks or my remarks about my coaches or my teammates, my shot selection, things of that nature. Let's just keep it about the wins and losses and that's it. Well, and this was the same game before the game in his pregame press conference, Billy Donovan called out Zach Levine, Nick Levucevic and DeMar DeRozan. He publicly mm-hmm. called them out and said, we need more from those guys. We need more energy. And DeMar rose to the occasion. He had 41 points. So right. DeMar Rosen, I thought DeMar had a good answer after the game talking about, yeah, Billy's right. We need to play better. Like, I mean, that, that's the veteran side of DeMar, I feel like. And that's not right. a knock on, I don't want to say, say that's a knock on Zach because he's a, a younger player up and coming. I mean, that's going to happen. DeMar's had plenty of these games where you don't want to talk to the reporters. So I feel like play, and he played for Greg Popovich, who's the king of yeah. good answers <laughs> with reporters. I mean, whether right. you like him or not. So that, that comparison there is just drastically different answers, but that goes back to the experience. But the moral of the story is, they didn't rise to the call that Billy Donovan put out there before the game. And to me, that just adds a whole new level. I mean, we're in November here talking about Billy Donovan calling out his players and Zach Levine calling out Billy Donovan. And, and Zach said, they're fine. By the way, he, they talked, he talked to reporters said he, they're fine. There's no issues. There it was just frustration, which is understandable. But right. the fact that this is happening in November is that worries me. Yeah, it's definitely a worry for concern. You know, um, you, you don't need your coach to call your players out, especially your top players. Those guys should be coming in every night, bringing the energy, bringing the production, and uh, getting the others to come to to roll behind them and roll with them. Um, I think that's just a big thing. Uh, there's really no leader on this team. Uh, once we find that, I think we'll be better off, and uh, I think guys will follow by example. And leading by example is another way of leadership. So I think that's uh, another way for some of these players to take take control of that. You know, I think DeMar is the de facto leader of this team. Like, I think he's just the experienced guy. He hits the big shots down the stretch. But I feel like you need more than just the one guy, right? One guy can't just carry the load. Yeah. Yeah, you need a vocal leader, too. Like I said, DeMar is probably a guy who leads by example. Uh, but you need a vocal leader out there, uh, no matter, you know, whoever's going to be a bench player, a starter, someone that everyone respects in the locker room and, you know, and does what he says and holds others accountable also. Now, this isn't to say Billy Donovan is without blame for this loss to Orlando because Javante Green didn't play in the first half at all. He sat on the bench the entire time. But then he comes in in the second half, and he's that ball of energy that they needed. And after the right. game, Billy said he wanted mm-hmm. – Derek Jones was playing at a high level. He wanted to see if he could keep Derek Jones playing at a high level. This was planned. Javante knew about it. I get that. But as a coach – you see this team struggling. You see them out there. They need energy. You know Javante Green can bring the energy and he can make those highlight real plays. At what point do you say, to hell with the plan, we need to do something? Uh, you know, uh, especially now, you, you really say, to hell with the plan. You just go with the, whoever's playing the best uh, <laughs> and uh, see what see what comes from that. I think um, Billy having a plan at least is a good thing. A lot of coaches maybe don't have a plan. They just go out there, you know, and freestyle. But uh, I think, like you said, uh, sometimes you just got to go with the hell with the plan and just play who's producing and uh, who's there, who's getting, who you're getting the most out of. You know, I like the adjustment, putting Javante in on the second half because he gave him a chance to win. And this is going to lead me into a different conversation here because we talked about maybe changes last week. Mm-hmm. No, before I get 
too far into this. I'm not saying Dooley Donovan needs to be fired. I'm not saying anybody needs to be fired right now. When I say changes, I mean lineup changes. I'm just going to ask you straight out. Should Javante Green be starting on this team? Um, You know, I, I say no for now. I say let's just keep rolling uh, the way it is and see if these guys can figure it out. If they if they can't, then you make a change maybe in the next, you know, two or three weeks. Um, But for now, I say just leave it how it is. Uh, let's not mess with anything for now. But uh, like I said, the, the, the way the season keeps going down, they keep losing and losing games they should be winning. Uh, definitely needs to be a change. So then I'm, I, my counter to that is at what point then, because they're, they've lost six of their last seven, they're, <laughs> I don't even know what their, their record is right now. Like I'm not, right. I don't want to look at the overall record just because I'm scared to look at it. I mean, mm-hmm. we talk about them needing energy. They're coming out slow. What, do you, what would you say is the threshold, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. that Javante Green jumps into the starting lineup? I mean, it's going to be over Patrick Williams. What, at yeah. what point do you swap them out? Um, like I said, I say give it two more, two or three more weeks. Hopefully these guys can find that little fire that they need. Uh, hopefully losing this game uh, with a lot of fire, on, fire under them. Um, hopefully the comments that Zach made will also a lot of fire under him and then maybe a fire under everyone else. So, you know, you take a little positivity from everything uh, and hopefully they use this as, you know, a, a bait to, to be better. Six to 10, by the way, is the record. I, I looked, I made the mistake of looking six and 10. Yeah. And the losses to New Orleans, Denver, New Orleans again, and Orlando. Now you've got Boston coming up. We're recording this Monday. So this is tonight. Monday night, they're playing Boston. I don't know how that's going to go. And then you've got the six-game road trip. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think I I was with you with keeping Patrick Williams at <laughs> the starting lineup. I was like, I wasn't I wasn't ready to do it yet. You we kind of you kind of talked to me like, okay, let's keep this. I think I'm yeah. at the point though at the very least, something needs to change in that starting lineup, whether it's put Javante Green in over Patrick Williams. I think maybe Patrick Williams could be a guy who sees the game unfold and like, right. okay, see it first and then jump in. But at the right. same time, could you maybe want a Goran Dragic in the starting mm-hmm. lineup over Iota Sumu? Could that be something that could happen? Uh, it could. Like I said, you look at all the options right now, especially you're not winning any games. Um, so, so whatever can help you get a W in the column, you kind of try to think about it and switch it out and, and try to see if it works. You know, because I, I like that Io is starting. I think he's he can be that two-way player that they're missing, that 3 and D type of guy, that Lonzo Ball that we keep longing for, that Lonzo's going to return. Well, you know, Lonzo, it's, he's not Superman. So some right. other guys are going to have to step up and do this. But I, I think just something needs to be shaken up. I feel like if you didn't lose to Orlando, I mean, if, it, if this was Boston that did this, that won at the buzzer at home on a Friday night game when you had time between games, I mean, I'm not saying changes need to be made. You lost to Orlando, which did not have Paolo Boncaro, the number one overall pick. I think Cole Anthony missed that game too. Like they yeah. were shorthanded. You let one, Wendell Carter Jr. He's always going to come out for revenge when the Bulls yeah, play the Magic. I mean, that always said happens. It. You said that he was going to be ready. He does this every time <laughs> yeah. they play. Every time they play, he comes out there yeah. and everyone's saying, oh, we should have kept Wendell Carter Jr. No, you should have made the Vucevic trade. I think Vucevic fits into this offense better than Wendell Carter did. We have talked about that at length. Right. But the fact the, the fact of the matter is you lost to Orlando at home and Orlando was 0-6 on the road heading into that game and you trailed by 19 at one point. I think I'm I'm ready to say Billy Donovan needs to send a message, especially when you've got a tough road trip ahead and your $215 million player went one for 14 from the field. I'm not saying bench Zach. That's not the message I want to say. I'm saying mm-hmm. just something needs to be sent. Yeah, I think, and it just shows you how hard it is to win in the NBA. Like, you can't take any games lightly, no matter um, who's on the other court or who's on the opposing team. You got to come here 
with the killer instinct with play with the chip on your shoulder every night. And uh, when you don't do that, you know, teams are going to have confidence. Teams are going to make shots and they're going to have uh, the ability to, to beat you that night. So I think that's just, you know, something they have to do, learn to play with the chip on their shoulder every night. Yeah, that was one thing I was worried about them maybe taking the opponent too lightly. And I'm not right. I'm not yeah. in the locker room. I'm not going to allege that they took that. They didn't take it seriously enough. They didn't care enough about the game. They were looking forward to Boston. I'm not going to come out here and say that. Right. I'm not. I'm not in those conversations. And I know they sit. They say one game at a time, but that's coach speak. But usually, yeah. that's the mentality. <laughs> that's actually the mentality, though, right? Is one game at a time. Yeah, you try to take it one game at a time, but sometimes you know you look forward to those other games, and maybe it's your former team or something like that, or maybe teammates or former teammates on the other team. So. But uh, you try to take it one game at a time. At least the at least the game wasn't a blowout. I feel like um, it was a great defense by. It uh, almost was. Yeah, great defense by IU. Just better offense. You know, is is he made a, a big shot and uh, the shot that won in the game. And I mean, people are going to point to the Vucevic free throws. Like those free throws. If he makes one of those, where the conversations change, they win the game. You know, they get right. they get some momentum going. The free throws were not. I mean, they they were the problem because it set up the sog shot. Javante Green not playing in the first half. Zach Levine, one for 14 from the field. You let them get up 19 on you at home. And then they yeah. started crumbling because that that proves the Magic are not a good team this year. I think they're up and coming, but they're still black and white. They're not a good team this year. They're going to be in the lottery conversation. Like that was yeah. the ultimate get right, bounce back, must win game. And you blew it. Yeah, you, like you said, you got to make your free throws. There's everything they're matters free. in the NBA game. They're, yeah, just like you said, they're free. Just like my dad used to tell me they're free. I used to miss a lot of them. Then I started making them, and he's, he got kind of happy. <laughs> I have validation. Uh, I have a former something. NBA player telling me free throws are free. This is the validation <laughs> I needed in my life. <laughs> yeah. And all NBA players, they practice it. You know, No matter how terrible they shoot from the free throw line, there's definitely 30 minutes of the practice that we're shooting free throws and uh, taking it serious. And like I said, you just got to take it serious, got to focus, and especially during that time when you can win the game or at least you know go up one or go up four where – uh, the team has to score twice for you to to lose. So I think, you know, those free throws are big. And I'm looking through Vooch's career numbers here. He's a 76% free throw shooter. Like yeah, there are, bad, yeah. yeah, he's one of those guys that usually you can rely on him. Okay, he can make one, just, yeah. you know, go up three. And I want to say there was a timeout between free throws too. So you had the time, maybe he got in his own head. I don't know what yeah. it was, but that that is not the reason they lost the game. And everyone's blaming yeah, yeah. everyone's blaming Vucevic. And I, I, I don't understand these people. I still see it. I mean, it's just and it's not even like I read the Twitter replies and everything. I don't go through looking for this. These are people on Twitter saying, why did the Bulls make that trade for Wendell Carter? That's a dumb trade. Right. I still think Vucevic had 16 rebounds in that game. The guy rolls out of bed. He gets a double double and the offense runs right. through him because <laughs> he had seven assists, too. Like, yeah, he, he's yeah, a good Vuce part of the offense if he doesn't score. Yeah, yeah, Vooch is playing great, man. Uh, he can give you maybe a little bit more uh, effort defensively, but, you know, that's uh, typical between your your big centers. But uh, he's playing great offensively and defensively, and that's all you can really, you know, ask for him. Well, and that's the thing. Wendell Carter, score and rebound. I mean, that's the name. Of, that's his game. I mean, that was his game the other night in his natural every time he plays the Bulls revenge game. 21 points. He only had eight rebounds. Usually he gets at least a double-double. Well, it doesn't right. help Bull Bull was a rebounding machine, too. But Vucevic has the passing ability. Wendell Carter Jr. is not as gifted of a passer as Nikola Vucevic is. That's why I'm I'm tired of seeing the narrative about they regret the trade. I know they kind of mortgaged their future for that trade because they gave up that first round pick. But I still think the Vooch trade, I think Vooch is part of the reason they're able to stay in some of these games. They just need, like I said, 
the perimeter defense, a three and D type of guy. Yeah, the, the perimeter defense is pretty much atrocious uh, <laughs> this year, uh, guarding those those wing spots and point guards. But um, like I said, I think that overall this team defense needs to be better. Uh, I'm not sure, like I said, what it is. Um, maybe every guy has to look in the mirror, look himself in the mirror and find out, you know, am I really helping this team or what can I do more to help this team defensively? So I think that's kind of where it starts. It just starts with from within. I'm not saying it's pretty much atrocious. It is atrocious. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to hold back on it because, right. and this is a larger conversation that we can have maybe next week. Cause we're not going to have an episode later in the week with Thanksgiving and everything. But one thing I saw is there's trade rumors out there already. There's mm-hmm. a certain name out there that caught my eye. Sham Sharania reported it. This would have been Friday. Cause I was picking up my sister from the airport and I was waiting for scrolling through Twitter. I still have Sham's tweet notifications on from free agency. For some reason, I just never turned them off. Right. And he tweeted a story, and it's about John Collins. Now, John Collins isn't the name I'm going to throw out here. It's a story about how mm-hmm. John Collins is available. You scroll down, the Knicks sound like they might be shopping Derrick Rose. Yeah, that could be. That would that would be special for him to end his career back in Chicago where it started. I think it would be great, great for him personally, uh, for the city, um, and just maybe for the team around. That might that might be the boost that you know the team you know might need. And like I said, it get the the crowd back in, the city back in, energized. Uh, about this team and I think uh, D. Rose will be you know perfect for this situation I agree because we talk about the need for the three and D type of guy I yep. feel like Derek Rose now that he's the veteran type player you know, when he was younger it was the, it was the highlights it was the yeah. game in game out you saw that firsthand because he played with Derek but oh, now sure. <laughs> I feel like now he's that veteran type he's got the leadership aspect he's been through everything he's been through and he's a good defender I think he can yeah. bring that defense. I think from a basketball standpoint, I know we can off the court, obviously. I've been calling for Derrick Rose to come back now for two years. But yep. on the court, I think you've got to you've got to explore it. And I think you need to seriously consider it if the Knicks are putting him on the market. And we this is again bigger conversation next week, but I, I think it's a good idea. No, I think it's a great idea. Like I said, it'll it'll be the energy the city needs, uh, the team needs and like I said, him starting his career in Chicago and being the face of that team and then coming back and end his career there, that would be like, you know, that's a typical, you know, um, redemption story, especially the way that, that his career has went with his injuries and stuff like that and for him to bounce back. And uh, just his game has just changed uh, from the past D-Rose. You know, he's not as explosive, but he still can make those those at the rim plays, still finishes at the rim. His jump shots got way better. Um, and like I said, he just he's just a better person, I feel like, in, in a different mindset. And I think that's where most of his uh, positivity and playing on the court leads to. We're going to keep that dialogue open because mm-hmm. I want to see how all that plays out. Cause we're in, we're in heavy trade rumor season already because you know, you're 16 games in, you're getting a really good sample size and you know, Billy Donovan invoked the thing I told you last week. You are what your record says you are is basically right. what he said. It's, it's the bill Parcells saying, you know, it's one of those things where they're six and 10, it's time to start making a move. But again, that's going to be a bigger, bigger picture conversation. We're going to talk about this, a lot going forward. I remember when I started the show almost, wow, we're coming up on two years of the show It's January 21. Hmm. And I started out with trade rumors. That was when some guy named Lonzo ball was in trade rumors with the bulls. Right. Like, <laughs> we're going to talk about rumors and that's, that's one I'm latching on to. And I'm, I don't want to say I'd be disappointed if it didn't happen. I'd be disappointed. If they didn't explore it. If there wasn't smart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. And like I said, uh, he can definitely add value to this team. Um, and I watched a couple of his games with the Knicks. Um, they're not, I don't think they're using him as well, and he's not playing as, as much as I thought he would be playing. So, And they got a lot of guards over there with the Knicks, so I think it's better for him to you know try to get somewhere else and, and play his last few years or however many, however many wants, years he wants to play to you know finish it out in what destination besides you know being at home in the city that you know you call you call home and city that pretty much is his. <laughs> yeah, and I I have more thoughts on how this could feasibly happen because I I think that it's better now that Gart Pax is gone, but that's for next week. We'll save that for next round the road because we're running along here. And I, I there is another serious conversation that we need to have on this show because I told yeah. you we're not doing an episode for Thanksgiving. Right. I got to ask you what your favorite Thanksgiving food is. My favorite Thanksgiving food, uh, I would have to go with mac and cheese. Mac That's and cheese, me, you know. Yeah, I mean, okay. I like I'm a I'm a side dish person. I, I don't really like I the main course. I'm, I like all the sides. My plate is all full with sides. Um, and uh, I'll go back like two or three times, at least in the day, and get some sides. That's how I am. I'm a picky eater. I am one of. Yeah. I, I don't talk about it much. I'm a very picky eater. Like, uh, my my friends laugh at me with how picky right. I am. But I'm yeah. I got a sweet tooth though. My mom makes a mean pumpkin pie. Oh yeah, I'm not really big on the desserts, but Thanksgiving. But oh, I'll I got have a killer some... sweet tooth. It's bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she yeah, also makes really good stuffing thing. too. Like she. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, that's one of the good things about living at home is that my mom yeah. is a really good cook. <laughs> and oh yeah, that's that's, that's the best thing about living at home. <laughs> yeah, and she she's cooking the dinner for Thanksgiving, and my 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 great uncle's bringing the wine. My grandma's coming down, but she makes a, she makes mean stuffing and her pumpkin pie is my grandma's recipe. It yeah. is delicious. I, I uh, eat way too much of it. I eat way too much of everything, but especially oh, that's good. Yeah, some dressing with some uh, gravy on top. Oh man, that's that's like that's like uh, that's like heaven on earth. See, that's that's the pickiness. I don't use a lot of gravy, if any. Like I am, oh, yeah. I am you gotta, unbelievable. You have the gravy. I am gravy unbelievable. Has, has... I eat like a child. Like I mean, I am the chicken tenders and fries at the restaurant right. <laughs> like that level my cheeseburger i get no ketchup no nothing so when it comes to thanksgiving right. i don't even there was one year i did the phone eat first thing on on snapchat I, I took a picture of my plate just you know hey it's a thanksgiving dinner i had five people slide up and say that is the saddest looking plate i've ever seen <laughs> i mean i ate the whole thing i thought it was delicious i had all, all of starch. my friends from college <laughs> exactly that's why i'm like i need to start going to the gym or something <laughs> how many carbs i eat all the starch. <laughs> oh man but i i'm so excited for thanksgiving and all the football give me all the football that day because we yeah. got the egg bowl in college too so it's like we got a full slate. I, I'm excited. It's one. Of, it's one of my favorite holidays of the year. I'm a Christmas guy, though. Yeah, I love Christmas. This is my favorite holiday. But I definitely love Thanksgiving too. It's always good to be, you know, thankful for everything and all the things uh, in life. So I think uh, it's definitely good. But the food just just tops it off. I just love spending the day with family. I mean, I get to work a four-hour yeah. shift at on three, and you know, get to do a little pregame for the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. But then, once Thanksgiving's over. Black Friday starts. I break out the Christmas sweaters and I'm going to bring, I'm going to wear, I'm going to wear them. I'll wear the Christmas okay. sweaters on here. Cause I love Christmas sweater season. I don't okay, have like cool. any of the ugly, ugly ones, but yeah. you know that we start getting into Christmas time. We're going to start putting up our tree here soon. I think, and yeah. we were, we were going to do that, but we, it's been, it's been a weekend around here, but you know, we're, we're going to do that soon. And then we're going to get really into the spirit, but I love Thanksgiving just for the food. And I, I just say again, my mom is a really good cook. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait. Um, I'm already, you know, having dreams about my plate and the food and all that kind of stuff. And my wife's already been putting Christmas uh, 
decorations up. So she's she, she already <laughs> passed Thanksgiving. I don't know how, but every every Christmas decoration is already up. I don't know why. <laughs> if my sister had her way, she just came home from college. We had to, yeah. we'd have had all our trees up already, and she's been home a couple days. Like yeah, she she already wants Christmas. I'm like, oh, she's been watching the Hallmark movies for three weeks now. I'm like, okay, let's back off of those. I'm not a fan of those anyway, but like, let's back yeah, off yeah. of those. Back off the Christmas music. We're not there yet. But you know, get get through Thursday. I'm just gonna eat my weight, and I'm, I'm excited. Right, yeah. All the, uh, give me the pumpkin pie. Just give it to me right now. Right now, <laughs> yeah. that is by far my favorite. Do you put whipped cream on top or not? Absolutely, okay. absolutely. I'm not a whipped cream guy. <laughs> that, that's it's a take or leave type of thing. You know, when we were growing yeah. up, my mom did not like when we take the whipped cream, put it on our finger and stuff. But yeah, you know, yeah. I she's at the point now where we all do it. We're all you know twenty something. She's like, okay, I'm gonna quit telling you not to do it because we just do it. Anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> grown now <laughs> exactly exactly i'm gonna make my i'm gonna make my own mistakes just like the bulls right. made their own mistakes last week and we're gonna talk more about that next week no show later in the week because of the holiday on thursday we usually record on thursdays we're not recording on thanksgiving we're gonna go we're gonna go eat a ton of food and pass out and sleep in too late on friday at least that's my plan because i sleep in too right. late anyway. but you know we'll be back here next week we have hopefully i, I said the same thing last week and i'm gonna say it again i hope we're talking about good basketball i hope we're talking about them being surprisingly good We'll have three games to talk about on Monday. Home against Boston at Milwaukee at Oklahoma City. It's going to be more lively conversation. I was going to say fun conversation, but more lively conversation, definitely. And we're going to keep this Derrick Rose dialogue open too, because I yes, for sure. This that kind of it's got a it's got it going in my head here. I'm still kind of talking myself back to Chicago. (laughs) I'm all I'm all in. I I feel like what was that Uh, James Holtzauer when he was on Jeopardy. I'm all in. Give me all the chips in. I'm all in on this. Like make it happen. If we need to yep. start the call to action, I will. I, I don't care. I don't mind being the, the squeaky wheel. Like if the squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's yeah, all I'm going to well. say. Might as well. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> I'm talking, speak it into existence. Let's do it. Right. Yeah. I'm game. All right. That's a wrap for this week. For this week's, I guess we'll say this week's episode of Believe in Bulls presented by betonline.ag. Use that promo code BLEAV, 50% welcome bonus. Bet on all the football on Thanksgiving over at betonline. Don't forget to buy our shirt. Jordan Pippen, 98, the last dance, shop.believe.com. CJ, this was another crazy conversation. This again next week. Have a happy Thanksgiving, my man. Appreciate it. You too. Thanks. All right. We'll see everybody back here next week. Apple, Spotify, YouTube. And before we go, I just want to say, rest easy, Uncle Jerry. See you next yes, week. Sir. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.